Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slipmat, and you're in tune to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. I am that natty pair of raven boots that you've kept way past their best date solely because you know that the next time you go to a festival you're going to need a pair of rave boots to kick off your feet instead of getting mucky marks all over your brand new adidas three stripes gav and i am the one half of bounty that you find down the back of the sofa which you know you shouldn't eat but you are going to eat anyways because i'm fucking delicious i'm ready <laughs> and you're tuned in once again to the on the rave, rave. podcast addy how's it going it's Sorry, it's sorry. It's, it's right. We're here again. We're recording again. We've yeah. got another person coming in. Yeah, we've got later. another another little guesty poos for everybody. Not giving any hints. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Nah. But let's uh, let's hit up with a bit of Ravers Choice. Yeah, that's how we start these podcasts. So let's get on with it. We put a Ravers Choice advert up, and what we did was is we picked the one with the most likes this time right, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, mixing up the formula, and it turns out, Addy, that it's another friend of the show. Dean. Yeah, it is. He's picked an absolute banger. It's a banger. Yeah. The it's tune a very itself, sweary banger. Yeah, the tune itself is called Hardcore Motherfucker and it's by. Nasty Django. Yeah, let's go. Uh, yeah, check this out. The other man outside this club, right? Uh, let him let him let him let him let I'm totally and completely on his dick.
podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Facebook Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent off all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh goodness! It's good. Oh, it's good. There we go. That was Django. That was nasty, nasty Django. Django, Gav. Yeah, nasty, nasty Django, Django with, with hardcore, hardcore motherfuckers. motherfuckers. And that was a bit of Ravers' choice being banned out for everyone. Cheers, I did. Yeah. Thank you very much for the suggestion. Remember, uh, if you, other people suggest, we'll shout you out. Yeah. Exactly. Didn't be shy. Give it a try. Exactly. All you got to do is join in, leave a message on our Instagram, leave a message on the Facebook, leave a message uh, or a five-star review. You can leave a five-star review on definitely iTunes. It, it will likes. definitely help with analytics. Please, please do that. Yeah, sweet. Uh, a couple of quick announcements before we start discussing things with our guests. Um, this is the second of three special podcasts that we're doing in association with Linda's Fan Festival, and we can now 100% confirm our fan meetup for being there. So where, where we're going to meet? We're going to we're, we're going to obviously meet, yeah. obviously front right front right. Uh, we're going to do two meetups. We're going to do one during Slipmat set, and we're going to do one during Dream Frequency set. So maybe 10 minutes before their set or something like that, you'll find me and Addy front right speaker. All if time. you're lucky, we'll have an on the rave towel maybe. or blanket with her. Um, uh, and you know you can just come and meet where and shake our hands we'd love to meet you we'd love meeting anyone who listens to the podcast because we'll both like beer yeah we'll both like beer um, Addy's also fond of anything that comes out of a spout um, uh, I've got my own spout have spout will travel <laughs> there you go strapped to his side like some sort of fucking viking flagon I'm running around with it yeah with his little spoutiness Another quick thing to mention, you might see over the next coming days a change to the format of the way that the podcast is labelled. Don't everything. panic. Don't panic. panic. It's, it's a for a good. It's an evolution, Gavin. It's an evolution of, the, it uh, of, our, of our little podcast. Now. Essentially now, when we send out our podcast, it goes to multiple places, as you know, because you can find us anywhere, but especially on Spotify and on iTunes. Uh, we just want to shake it up so you can see the name of the guests and not the name of the people doing the podcast first, because you all know who me and Addy are. Yeah. Um, and it'll, probably, it'll probably be easier to work through and get everything sorted and just like spool through quickly and see which guests you want to listen to so we're going to be starting the podcast with the abbreviation OTR which stands for On, On the, the Rave um, uh, and then you'll see the name of the person uh, the episode of Hardcore Histories all of those lovely, lovely bits but as I say just a slight little tweak to the way it looks it's the same content we haven't redone them although we are we are talking about a couple of redos, aren't we? Just me and you, guys. Just me and you. Going to do the redo. Redo. All, all the way back to the start. You another might... set. Another set. Yeah. One more set. Yeah. 
Uh, you might also see a few more mixes popping up over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be doing a couple of podcasts for Detox, yep. which we'll talk about in a later podcast. And Hardcore we're, Fighters. We're going to be doing another hit link up with the Hardcore Fighters guys who are doing their big UK versus Holland event. Um, but that's all in the future. And right for now, you're about to hear a conversation that we had uh, with our latest guest on the show. Um, uh, enjoy. Hey, well, Addy, guess what? What's that, Gavin? We've got another one of those guests in the studio this time. Oh, who's it this time, yeah? Well, seeing as we're in the midst of doing a bunch of Lindisfarne oh. uh, pieces, it might be someone who's playing at Lindisfarne Festival. Um, we're sat in the studio in Baiga with Ash, who represents Resonate, the drum and bass night, who's going to be playing some drums and some basses uh, all the way at Lindisfarne Festival, which we can confirm we are going we to are now. We are there, front, front right, we'll front, see you. Yep, yeah, front right. Um, uh, maybe we'll even sort of one out during this gentleman, but um, as we said, to, um, my, to my right is Ash. Ash, how's it going? How are you doing? I'm alright, thank you, gents. Yeah, good evening. How yeah, it's good, to, it's good to finally crack on. Nice um, to meet you in person. Yes, yeah. it's good. It is, it's good. Technical teething difficulties that oh, well, uh, last week. But it wouldn't be this podcast if I didn't have technical difficulties. It's a dress rehearsal, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's just a little. Uh, yeah, it works out nice. So, for the listeners and for the uninitiated, do you want to tell everyone a little bit about your background in music, what you do, and maybe a little bit about what you're going to be doing at Lindisfarne Festival? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm a massive fan of music generally, so that would be my background in music, and that's been the case since the early days of my life. Um, I'd say fan first and foremost, but in this day and age, I'm also a DJ, um, promoter. I'm involved in events on different levels. I've done press, everything I can think of to basically get involved as much as possible uh-huh. and uh, immerse myself in in music of all styles and descriptions. Nice. Like, there's few things better to immerse yourself in in life and music. That's my, my favourite thing, man. I don't need anything else. Obviously, some people and places and <laughs> yeah. things like that, but. Music's the running theme through everything really. Well it is in this music podcast as well, yeah. I guess. That's handy, isn't it? It is, it's down handy. Yeah, we'll be fucked without it. Yeah, really. <laughs> we kind of would, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um as for um Linda's farm, um, I've been resident in Newcastle sort of on and off now since the end of twenty seventeen and uh I've met some really cool, interesting characters along the way. One of the first people I connected with up here was Sandy, who's the promoter for Lindisfarne. And obviously on the show as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Sandy was... I haven't had the chance to listen to his yet. I will, but... I'm sorry, Sandy, so, but I will. Sandy's... The show's brilliant. He's got... Um, he's got... He's got good stories for miles. Stories for he's got stories for miles, hasn't uh, he? I mean, someone who's going to appear later in the podcast was tweeting him at one point. Oh, really? So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, the first time I met him was at the festival, and obviously he was very busy. And I remember, you know, he really was... Very helpful, you know, considerate help, you know, and for somebody who didn't know, I thought I like that guy, total respect. And then we met up and we stood for about two hours having a conversation and we've been good friends since, yeah. you know what I mean? So Don't have a five minute conversation with Sandy. No, no, no people say the same up. about me, do you know what yeah. I mean? So um, we, um, yeah, we he asked me to get involved with the festival, resonates my brand, um, sort of, I don't want to pigeonhole it, but I'd like to portray it as everything I think is good about drum and bass. So mm-hmm. that is, you know, DJ, producer, MC, culture, but, you know, with a more musical edge, but always dance floor, you know, just good times basically. And uh, that started in 2016. It's caught Sandy's attention, obviously, since I got to know him. And he was like, would you like to get involved with the festival? There's a few other little twists and turns as well that I'll elaborate on, but like Jason, AKA Hidden Agenda, who's yeah. one of the Northeast's, Sort of homegrown talents of drum and bass. Me and him are really good friends, and obviously, 
we're working together, we've launched a party and stuff like that. So what's happening at Linda's Farm, we've got Goldie representing Metalheads, 25 years of Metalheads. Jason's doing the same thing. There's a little surprise in the pipeline Ooh. in that, but I can't let on anything just yet. I might give you a little teaser later on. Oh, even um, better. Spoilers. We've got obviously Ames, who's like one of the voices of the Northeast. Uh, yeah, he's also been on the show. Yeah, he broke the record for the longest. Longest show because really? <laughs> he did could, not, weeks. could not shut him up. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I've, I've heard him on the mic, man. But yeah, he's, yeah. he's good. So you sit two MCs in a room together with a yeah. microphone on. You expect neither of them to shut I up. I said he was actually messaging the other day. I said, yeah, you should get this on. He said, I love your format. You should get this, this, and this person on. And I was like, yeah, we'll have all of those people on. How long was that? What's the record for? Uh, what was, sorry, what was it? It was, three weeks, it was two, like two hours 40 odd. That's um, quite impressive. Yeah. Well, when you consider that when I did my show, it was one hour 50. Yeah. When he did his show, it was just short of two hours. Sandy was two hours. He was two hours 40. So just top pat for miles, hasn't he? Well done, Ames. Yeah. Well, yeah. Done, well done, Ames. He's got a strong surname as well. I'll yeah. just add that as well. Indeed. We share, we and share. also, I must say, we've got the Ragged Twins on there. So yes. it's going to be the High Tide Dance Arena on Friday night. Uh, it's we'll, gonna be amazing. It's we'll like be there. We'll be there. Front, front right speaker. speaker. Um, you'll Mate. see we're with on the rave blankets over our shoulder. So come along, come and say hello to us if, and if enjoy. It's not if it's not raining, I'm guessing those blankets will get shit heavy. Oh, when oh yeah. Soaked. It'll definitely not keep us warm back in the tent no, if no. it's got wet. Like. Well, whilst we're in the spirit of an interview as well, just a little plug. We've just interviewed the Ragged Twins about Lindisfarne as well. There's a little exclusive for you. Oh, and good. they're gonna do some really exciting stuff on the nice. So it's a, it's a journey through rave history. Sandy's playing. I'm playing. Jason's playing. Goldie, Ames, Ragged Twins, and. It's going to be really special, mate, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And then we're going to spend the rest of the weekend sort of getting involved and getting familiar with uh, Linda's fun in all its glory. So Getting on the rave, as we like to put it. Yes. As, uh, uh, yeah, as so you got perfectly there. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. Um, we'll cut a little on the rave in there just to, just to bash it out. Yeah, yeah. I hope all of you like the new intro as well. I worked my ass off for that. <laughs> so hope you've enjoyed the little intro. But I'll tell you what, let's crack on and get this interview actually fucking rolling. So let's talk about section one, which is early influences so who played the music in the house what sort of what sort of thing was played what did you pick up from the people that were possibly playing the music out to you i'd say i mean not overly but mostly like you know uh, it would be a mixture of everyone in my house um my father was a dj and uh, although he wasn't around for most of my life i'd say probably a lot of those early influences came from him mm. um you know i can recall every weekend me and my brother and sister would help like load his van up, go to the parties he's playing at, be behind the decks, you know, help select music, just all those things. I mean, we didn't really get too involved. We just it was more sort of being there and enjoying that. And so I suppose it was sort of ingrained from very early on to be involved in this sort of thing. Um, I'd say a lot of the music that like I grew up on at that stage, you know, was like soul, you know, R and B in its early forms, and then like disco. I mean, I was going to choose it for my my tune, but I thought I can't do that because there's another one I wanted to use. But I remember back in the oops upside your head. Oh, there so, you are. Do, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. the dance. I still do it today, of course. Yeah, everyone's sitting in rows. Yeah, like yeah. They're on a it, just, it just brings me back to school discos. School discos or, or family weddings. Well, we try yeah. and do it resonate often, but it doesn't always work out. No, that's not true. Well, you know what you should do, though? Do Lips to the Floor. What is that? What oh, the drum and bass song, Lips to the Floor. Uh, I'll play it later. Play it, play it. Yeah, me. I'll play it to you later. I think we should just get everyone on the floor, do it oops upside your head. Just, should, just yeah. it's not pissing it down a rain. We must do this for Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just make it, make a space and just on the floor. Yeah. Oops upside the rave. <laughs> 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 oops upside the rave. <laughs> yeah. 
we started something there, but I'd say very much like soul, funk, sort of old school, those sort of flavours, and then obviously party music, disco, you know, like yeah. the, the usual, but there were certain tunes, I remember being on, you know, I was in America on a family holiday, and I remember everyone was caning uh, MC Hammer, you know, like, oh. Oh. you know, you can't touch this, that sort of era, and like, you know, that sort of pop influence, with a bit of hip hop, and like, that would say, I would say they were my earliest influences. I mean, I remember my mum took me to see the Drifters once at Leedcliffe Hall, the only time I've been there, before, I don't know if you know where that is, it's the other end of the country, so I yep. was just assumed that you do. <laughs> and then uh, the, the next time I went there, we were putting a rave on for Ram Records. Like you'd gone so full circle. It was, like... it was insane being there. I was like, you know, I can remember being there and thinking, you know, watching them sing. And, you know, so I've, I'd say very much like a soul sort of funk. Like, nice. you know, that would be my influence massively and it's still retained to this day. You know? Yeah, I think a lot of that old stuff, that the old soul stuff in particular, stuff that are... So it wasn't, wasn't played by my family, but it's stuff that I discovered early through mates. One of my mates was well into his soul, mm-hmm. and it was all Stevie Wonder and all of the That's bits and pieces like that, that chipped I mean? in. And it was just, it's just good music, isn't it? Like it's a it's Feel a good, good it's a good little elbow, like actually into the music that's going around, like the music for, that that was big at the time, or maybe a little bit before. I can remember, I think it was ninety three or ninety four in the charts. Reggae was really big, you know, like. Oh, like pop reggae, like pop uh, reggae. What, uh, that was a big influence. That sort of thing. No, no, no. Right, yeah, the hot step up. Exactly. You know, That's like Red Dragon and things like that. You know, like, that was mass. Do you remember? Yeah. I mean, a year, wasn't there? It was a year or so where everything was reggae for a while. I mean, you even that had, had like sound effect on me. Didn't even Peter Andre had a go at reggae, didn't he? Oh yeah, like, mysterious girl. There you go. Like they all, had, they all had a go. Was over funny enough, I was at a reggae festival recently and they were playing that. I think when was it? Yeah, it was like it was either a remix or Peter Andre was actually there and he's lost his voice because it didn't sound like <laughs> he was supposed to. But maybe Danny Dyer actually got his hands on him. I don't know. But like, well, that's it. You, know, know I mean? you never know. To be fair, if you'd spent as much time in like close coordination to Jordan as he had, you'd probably lose a bit of your voice as well. Yeah, and a few other things, I'd imagine. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think it's him again. But few like, fucking marbles. Well, um, yeah. So of all this early stuff that was being played out is there one artist or one tune that stands out that you'd like to play out for all the listeners well I thought you know to get proceedings rolling it's quite a fun like you know light hearted thing but it's a good tune at the same time I remember being a kid and like it was played at all the parties and I can also remember do you remember AWA the sound system Hi-Fi's AWA oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. always good wasn't they? the sound the, the sound was amazing yeah, you yeah. know like and we used to have parties at my mates' places when we were kids, and this tune just got caned all the time. And it was Jazzy Jeff and the French, uh, Fresh Prince. Um, Jazzy Jeff and the French Prince. The French Prince. Bonjour. Boom, shake the room. Yeah, boom, shake the room. Yeah, sound. Um, uh, that was just a bit of a bit of a spoiler there from Gav, but I don't think we've played any Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, have we? No, no, no. definitely not. My Jazzy oh, Jeff. The, maybe summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Do you remember years and years ago when Fresh Prince was supposed to play in town? I've, I've seen him in town twice. He's yeah. One of the best DJs I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Absolutely. Um, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah Jazzy yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jazzy Jeff was supposed to play at... Um, I saw him at the old Foundation. Riverside. Yeah. At Foundation. Yeah, Foundation. I saw him there. He was supposed to play at Foundation and we turned up and everyone was ready to watch some fucking hip-hop. They were all ready for DJ Jazzy Jeff. And when we got there, there was a big poster that said that Jazzy Jeff wasn't turning up He'd been cancelled, and there was a replacement DJ. And the replacement DJ that night was Ronnie Size. That's um, not bad. It's not a bad replacement. I mean, a few of the people. I think someone told me this story yesterday. That's I really think, strange. I think I might have told you it a week ago. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, that's just nature of my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, I'll tell you what then. Um, 
Let's play some Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince. Boom, boom, shake the room. Yo, back up now and give a brother room. The fuse is lit and I'm about to go boom. Mercy, mercy, mercy me. Oh, my life is a cage, but on stage I'm free. Hyped up, psyched up, ready for wildin'. Standing in a crowd of girls like an island. I see the one I want to sit. Come here, cutie. I flip them around and then I work that booty. Work the body, work, work the body. Slow down, girl, you're about to hurt somebody. Hold up, yo, let's get just one thing clear. There's only one reason why I came here. You women don't want me to give it, give it, tell you what's up. But sometimes I get nervous and start to stutter And I fumble every word for word I utter So I just try to chill But it gets worse and worse and worse still I need the crowd to get into it They help me calm down and I can get through it So higher, higher, get your hands to the ceiling Let it go, y'all don't fight the feeling Might get a stranglehold, sweat pouring And like Jordan, yo, I'm scoring Yeah, that's right, y'all, and I am in the flow So pump up the volume along with the tempo Many have died trying to stop my show. I came here tonight to hear the crowd go. There you go. Boom, boom. Shake, shake the room. That was a bit Jazz Jeff from the Fresh Prince being played out for the early influences track on the Rave podcast with Addy and Gav, joined today by Ash Resonate. Yo. Um, so let's crack on and move into the second category, which is the finding your own feet category. So after the music that might have been pushed on you by other people, mm-hmm. what sort of thing did you just start like discovering of your own accord? 
Well, I can remember two tunes when I was in school that really stuck out. They were massive in year six. One was Babadon Zoo, Spaceman. Oh, yeah. Oh. Do you remember that? Oh. And the then, missus loves it. Um, absolutely. Mine. I had a really ropey, happy, hardcore mix of it that was made by somebody on Bass Generator Records. Oh, did you? It, it possibly could be... Um, Have you still got it? Northeast East Bait artist that would never, ever admit to it. Oh, Do you remember um, Techno Head? I want to be a hippie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like I want to be another one of my favorite DJs ever because he was just Techno Head. Without, that's just one of his many, many yeah, aliases. So it was Michael yeah. Wells. I don't know if you know him. Who did used to run um, Rabbit City Records? I know the I know the name of the label, but I don't know him personally. Yeah, yeah. Know. Feel the panic. Got to have it. There's lots and lots of, but he's got many, many aliases. He's a very, very, uh, very. Good producer. I think but, we've talked about him before, yeah. having like lots of different fingers and yeah. lots of different musical pies. Well, didn't it get mentioned when we were talking about Tartan Techno, maybe? Tartan Techno. Tartan Tartan techno. No, no, it wouldn't be Tartan Techno. He's very. He's from down south, but he oh. lives in. I'm sure he lives in Holland now. I think he moved over there when. Well, I can remember being big. in the playground and everyone was singing them and listening to them, the Walkmans mm. and stuff, and then I remember a couple of early dance tunes that caught my attention. There was Caddock, the Night Train. Do you remember that? Ooh, and there's club true. heads, club hopping. Yeah. I bought those too. I remember like there was like sort of a little collection. And then there was that sort of influence. I was getting into dance music and trying to find ways in, but I didn't really know where to find them. And then in terms of like literally in the playground, I can remember like we used to have little competitions to see who could go and get. It got to the point, it wasn't really about the musical content. It was more about who had parental advisory written on the music they were bringing in. Oh, the little uh, label and that's from made you a gangster. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was like, <laughs> you know, and then there's the elaborate stories that would come with that, but like, yeah, this was imported from Japan on the back. It was of like always a from Japan. You always got it from Something Japan. Something ridiculous, and you know. That I'm was pretty sure company. that uh, like our price just put a. Uh, oh, just a sell Japan it, stickers it? on. <laughs> just stick some straight from Japan written yeah. on, and then charge an extra tenner. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I can I can't I can kind of remember like remember the Out Here Brothers, Boom yeah. Boom, and then Wiggle Wiggles. Wiggle 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 Wiggle. Hey. Yeah. Can you recite the rude lyrics? That are um, I mean, I could, but I'm not really feeling Mike confident. I, do you know what? I don't even know if I know all of the actual rude ones. But, I, I um, do. Girl, your booty is so fine. Let me <laughs> you up and down. Can I take you one more time? I won't stop until you're Wait. mine. If I cannot be with you, maybe Wait. I could have a taste. Put your arms around me, girl, and, and your kisses on my face. I think but yeah. that was the radio-friendly version yeah, yeah, that yeah, a gal yeah, yeah. grew up with, not the... Sort of the re- the real out here, brother. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we were kids, so we were introduced to it from the radio point of view, yeah. and then we started finding the, the versions on the album, and that became yeah. like serious, you know, like kudos between me and a couple of my friends. And when you know the ruder lyrics, oh yeah, we like, yeah. and then like House of Pain, jump around, like Run DMC, it's like that, just big, bold, impactful sort of hip hop influence. Sort the of ones rap you flavor. can look back on as anthems. Yeah, they are like yeah. the well, anthems the, of the time. Was, um, it was uh, Ames's anthem, wasn't it? Oh, it was his personal anthem, yeah. Jump Around, wasn't it? Jump was Around, it? yeah. A yeah. oh, good choice. He's on fire, isn't he? Yeah. fire. So, the one tune I'd say that sticks out, I mean, the other thing I'd say is MB, uh, Incredible. It's probably around that sort of time yeah. I first had any sort of jungle, old school influence. And I'll be honest, initially I liked it, but it wasn't as catching for me as when I later on found drum and bass. I like jungle, still love jungle, but like, for me it was like the drum and bass element of it, more yeah. so. But anyway, that's for later on. But, so the tune really, I'd say, encapsulates that era for me. One that stands out, Looney's, I Got Five on it. Oh, I remember... Yeah. Such a tune. It's an absolute beast of a tune, that one. It is. And I remember, like, the first... Well, not exactly the first time I heard it, but I remember trying to find it. I went into Owl Price with my mum. 
found Operation Stackola, which was the album, and then went to the counter, and I was almost there, it was in a hair's breath, and the woman behind the counter was like, she was parental advisory. I was like, and then uh, my mum was like, I was, you know, begged and pleaded, did the puppy eyes and whatever, and I got, got it. <laughs> but I also bought Fuji's The Score at the same time. So Classic. I two found that in my, me found that like, in my drawer about half an hour ago when I was looking for a camera. Fuji, oh, mate. They, they, yeah. that, those two albums were like synonymous really with, you know, the soundtrack to my life at that time. And then I think the, the thing that stands out for most when we touched on this in our dress rehearsal the other day was... Uh, me and my best mate at school, Rob Mankolo, if he ever hears this, he'll appreciate me saying this. We got Rob. We thought we were cool. We had spliffy jackets, like baggy yes. jeans. There you go. <laughs> Little rebels on the playground and that. But um, we had this teacher at school in year six called Mrs. Woods, and some people may listen to this might remember her, but she was very posh, looked very demure. You know, she was like not the sort of person you'd expect to be cool in the slightest. But for our leaving assembly, she said, right, we want to go into like musical and cultural influences. So she sort of introduced us to like. Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis Joplin, Audrey Hepburn, other characters like that, and we had to study it and then present an assembly as we left school. So our part of the assembly, we did, I wasn't going to admit this before, but now I've mentioned it, I might as well, we did techno head, I want to be a hit, headbanged it, and obviously they were like, you mustn't sing the bit that talks about smoking weed and that. And then the next bit was... uh, we did loonies, I got five on it, and, <laughs> and wrapped it to like loads of people's parents, and we thought we were good, but they probably were like, look at these two. It's hilarious <laughs> that they were like that they, they were aware enough to say you can't talk about smoking ganja when you do techno head, but the song you do after, which is literally about chipping in for that, a bag yeah. of ganja, you can do that one. Yeah, like it's it's weird that people just. I don't, don't think they don't picked up on what it meant, but I mean, I'd yeah. say definitely, that, you know, that era that tune defines that, and you know, still to this day, you know, it's. Uh, I still like it. I still listen to the album. I still got, I've still like got the original CD album as well. So. It's, it's still, still relevant. Yeah. Was it Urban Takeover remixes of the Mickey oh, Finn mate, ones? Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, the Mickey Finn one is yeah, quite fun. Like, so I think the second drop in that's disgusting. Yeah. Like, totally as a yeah, totally yeah. It is, yeah, yeah. And obviously it was used <coughs> recently in the Jordan Peele film, Us, um, where they've got that really dramatic scene where I'm not going to ruin the film for people because you should go and watch Spoilers, it. Spoilers, go and watch it. You should it. go and watch it. It's really good. But there's like a coordinated part which is in tune to this different version of it. And you should go and find it. Go and, go and search it out. I'm pretty sure someone will have cut it and butchered it and put it on YouTube. Not that we're telling you to do that sort of yeah, thing. Do but in any case, um, let's crack on and play the tune then. Um, so for the first time on the podcast, let's play some loonies. I got five on it. I got five on it. Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that likes to light another joint like Cypress Hill I still feel these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh Rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong It's on, wrap my lips around the phony And when it comes to getting another stogie Fools all kick in like Shinobi Know me ain't my homie to begin with It's too many heads to be Probably let my friend hit bit Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having them vacuum lungs And if you let them hit it for free You hella dumb, dumb, dumb I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe Avoiding all the flick teasers, skeezers and weirdos Got me throwing off the land like where the bomb at Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back Suck up the dank like a slurpee The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious Like Eddie Murphy I got more going pains than Maggie Cause homies nag me To take the dank out of the bag 
face whenever I can. Don't need no crutch. I'm so keyed up till the joint be burning my hand. Next time I roll it in a hamper to burn slow so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogies get hit, but they know they got a pitch and then I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your own slip cheap. What's up, don't babysit that? Better pass the joint. Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma. Crack the body open, homie, and guzzle it. Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely. I gotta take a whiz test to my PO. I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro. And every time we with Chris, that fool rolling up a fatty. But the tango race straight had me. So let's head to the east, hit the stroll to 90 so we can roll big hot sheets. I wish I could fade the eight, but I'm no budget. Still rolling the two dough, cut the same old bucket. Foggy window, soggy endo. I'm in the land getting smoke with my kid. Up in smoke, yuck, I spray your layer down. Up in the OAK, the town. Homies don't play around, we down there, blaze a pound. Then ease up, speed up through the ESO, drink the PSOP up with the lemon squeeze up. And everybody's roller, I'm the roller. That's quick to fold up, blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja. Hold up, suck up my weed, it's all you do, kicking feet. Cause we're IVs, we need to have like the food food. that is um that was loonies that i got five on it um that's totally available to eat if you want i know i was Addy. just thinking of the noise I'm Addy's make, just found he's just, just found a chubby chub. chub and i'm just like <laughs> oh how much noise is this rap i'm gonna take <laughs> like, really that's it. yeah um do you want to try and do it right in the camera so what this is the asmr of opening a lolly there you go you can't actually get it open. Just, you can't actually get it open um but let's stroll into section three and start talking about your first ray of memories so do you specifically remember the first one you ever went to, or are they vague like most people we ask? Um, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, it's a difficult one. I think one of my earliest actual rave, rave memories was probably going to Fabric in London. I can't remember exactly what age I was, um, but I remember seeing that uh, Hype and Andy C playing back-to-back. Right. And I remember, one, obviously having my brains blown out because it was insane. I'd never been in fabric. I'd never felt a powerful sound system around me like that, that immersive experience. I remember meeting Hype and Andy C as they walked through the, the crowd with their record boxes. I remember neither of them were massive blokes. I remember them both leaning back. Trying to <laughs> boxes through crowds of people trying to pat them on the back. And it's the thing with a bag of wax, isn't it? It's yeah. heavy. Cool, yeah. I mean, it's that, a lot heavier after the party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say that maybe, but I mean, also, I mean, my journey into music, as I said earlier, began a lot earlier than that. And um, I had a, I think the experience that really turned my ears and my mind to the, the whole culture of, of that sort of thing, underground music, dance music. We went on a family holiday when I was quite young. I was about 12, I was in 98, and um, we went to Ibiza. And not that I went to all the big raves or anything, because I'd just be lying if I said that. 
but I did go to a few of the bars and sort of the smaller parties in the West End, San Antonio, and I just, I got all the flyers, I remember getting the manumission flyers with two people naked on it, and just reading everything, Clubber's Guide to IB for Ministry of Sound Man, yeah, you know yeah. I, mean? I was just totally blown away by it, and saw elements of that, and I was, you know, I went out with my brother, went to different bars, smoked some hash, thought it was really cool, like, went to Café del Mar, watched the sunset, it was the time when they, um, put the Ministry of Sound logo on the sun and got in a lot of trouble about it. Do you remember when they, they projected it onto the sun as it was setting? And oh, them. right, and people obviously yeah, said you're them, supposed like, to have your pin viewer. Yeah, the know. locals were like, that's not cool. Do you know what I mean? It was that period where, like, you know, everything <laughs> was ministry. It was like... The locals were like, that's not cool, and all the ravers were like, yeah, yeah that cool shit. Money is making, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then, like, you know, all the albums, like the annual Dance Nation. I was just absorbing everything I possibly could around that time. Um, I remember one tune that sticks out would be... Um, you know, your Manda symphony strings, do you remember that? That really energetic sort yeah. of like sort of house, I suppose, dance anthem. But I was in um in my mum's car, she'd finished work, I was driving home and Judge George used to do like drive time on a on a Saturday night, right. like five till seven, and he opened his, his his you know, show with it and I literally got out of the car at the traffic lights, running to town because I was going through town, went into H and V or whatever to try and find it and I didn't actually know what it was called. And I just saw the like this CD that jumped out at me. It was like red and yellow. It was a manifesto sleeve, and that was sort of, I picked it up, put it on the listening point, and I was like, "That's the tune." Mm. Didn't know what it was. Didn't know what it was called. But found it, walked home with it, and so those tunes like Do you remember like um, in fact earlier than that, do you remember Commissioner? Let me show you that. That's, I think it's by Tom Paul. It's really big. You play it later. I probably should have used that tune actually, but that always stuck <laughs> out when I was younger. But then. Before, you know, I sort of did the over-18s thing, I was doing the under-18s thing, and then merged between the two. I'd go out with my brother and his friends, um, and then I'd go out with my school friends to different parties, and something I, I, I think would be worth mentioning, I remember going into that environment for the first time, a local club where I lived, with my brother and all his friends who were a lot older than me, and it was the first time I ever saw people dance to club music. Right. I mean, like properly dance. Like, like one of those, like one of the kiddie raves. I no, I think proper, that's what it was. Called. A proper night. It was probably oh, right. like a. I can't remember who it was now. It would have been someone like Judge Jules or someone like that playing. I used to tag along with him and his pals, and they used to go all over the place to Canvas Hands weekenders. And it wasn't quite. I wasn't quite that age yet. Do you know what I mean? But they were. I've left it. a bit of my soul in Canvas Hands. I think. <laughs> well, I sold mine then. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm still living off it. Yeah, no, exactly. Really. Swapped it for a couple of pingers. So I saw that sort of environment, but one tune that stands out um, in that in that zone, that era of my life being a, an under sort of 14 year old in a club environment was Mr. Wazzo flatly oh, just the sheer enormity <laughs> of the bass line like making everything in the club absolutely rattle and hearing an enormous sound system just bleeding it out and just just dominating everything in its path and everyone just being caught in that like it really really resonates with me do you know what I mean like you know it was one of the, for want of a word do you know what I mean it was yeah. uh yeah that was one of those moments and I remember standing there it was like a wooden floor all polished and like me and a friend still dispute there was ever a wooden floor in his club, but I'm certain it was. I remember standing watching it rattle through sheer like noise. And what other like, Florida clubs have? They always have that sort of wooden floor. Well, the vinyl the top. Was chewing gum and like sort oh, of hair yeah. and whatever the local, you know, Cording, do you know Cording I mean? yeah. Cording, Cording yeah. 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 Like, it is. BS, BS, phone parties. BS sweat and tarbash. Yeah. Oh, phone yeah. parties, man. Oh, phone parties, turning up in your best clover and just getting caked in bubbles immediately. Everything in your pocket got soggy. 
like a bit of a nightmare. It could have been soggy before it, you know, think, whatever. But you know. yeah, I think the weird thing about the Doctor Wazor tune, that, that sorry, the um, Mister Wazor tune, was that it was everywhere. It was used on adverts. It was mm. everywhere. It did not start on that advert. The Levi's one. Yeah, it was the Levi's advert, yeah. wasn't it? For the little advert. puppet, dude, yeah. or whatever his name. Flat was. Eric. What was his name? Flat Eric. That's yeah, it. Yeah, Flat yeah. Eric. I still remember the first time seeing the video and being like that puppet doing it he didn't speak he just went meow yeah yeah meow, and made noise like a fucking clang well, off your mates after a night out do you know yeah. what I mean yeah you ring them up and they're like Ugh. I can still remember being at a thimblebury and friend of the podcast Will Vincent the French bastard um, <laughs> he basically in the middle of the day he was like playing a garage set and started playing and it was the first it started playing it was the first time I ever heard it Mate, through, I was like, about to say, an ear bleeding sound yeah, system it's a and it's, it's like massive. it moves you man it, like, it moves everything around a little bit inside it's one of those tunes that although it's old and obviously been in the pop realm and whatever, if you play it now it still bangs do you know what I mean if mm. you get in the right place the right time you know you can catch people with it it's, so yeah so I thought, good music never gets shit yeah yeah as we as we often say good music doesn't get shit so let's Very play exciting. a bit of Mr. Wazo then um, get all of the nostalgia going ladies and gentlemen uh, this is Flatbeat. Thank <laughs> you. 
Way there you go for the first time on the podcast. That was a little bit of the adorable yellow Sesame Street uh, esque character. That was Flat Eric. Well, it's Doctor Wazo, Flat Beat. Um, Mr. Wazo. Mr. Wazo. I'm going to. I'm just yes. going to. Uh, well, Doctor Wazo. I'm just giving people doctorates, like just hand, just handing yeah. them out, just handing them out, mate. Um, sweet. Let's roll on and talk about Festival Fever. So, do you like a bit of outdoor noise? Oh, mate, I've got a black belt in outdoor noise. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What is it about outdoor noise that particularly gets you going? Well, I suppose not to go deep and spiritual on it, but I think that you know, like you've got, you're there with the elements, aren't you? Like you've got your mates, usually you know, some disco equipment and uh, then some disco equipment and, uh, you know, the whole thing, you know, good DJs playing good music, usually the sunset in the background. For example, I've just play, played at a festival at the weekend. Uh, a couple of my mates did the Outlook Festival launch. I'm going to give a little shout. The Electromagnetic <coughs> Sounds crew, they did it in Medway, in May, uh, near Maidstone in the southeast. nailed it. Dancing outside, the sun's setting, you know, you've got the, the scenery in the background, usually lots of interesting characters. There's something magical about it, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really There's is. just something yeah. that makes you want to get involved. Yeah. Like, yeah. Between, the, between the booze and the good music and the sunshine, well, hopefully the sunshine, hopefully the sun will be shining on all of uh, Linda's farm. Yeah. Um, but it's not going to dampen our spirits if it's not, because we'll all be rinsing some drums and some basses on the Friday night. Indeed. Um, cool, so... What what sort of tune gets you going for the festival move? Well, I mean, I'm, I always try and remain open-minded whenever I'm listening to new music, and rather than just looking at a flyer and going to the same act every single time, I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of people do that, and they're like, oh, they're playing that stage, and you miss out on so much, so I try not to do that. I try and go, well, okay, I know there's something if I'm not enjoying what I, I'm listening to, I can go yeah. to it. But I try and just breeze around and find things and go, oh, like, you know, get inspired and, you know, maybe exposed to something I haven't heard before and whatnot. Yeah, that's it. I mean, some of the festivals that I've been to, the early ones you go to, you're dead militant about it, aren't you? And you're like, I want to see this person, this person, this person, so we've got to finish drinking and go all the way to the other side of the festival to see this. And then other times you've just been like, not asked. And you just wander from place to place and you just... I do a lot of that. You just, well, you just wander from everywhere, don't you? He's like the littlest hobo. Just see the... Random coming up with like random clothes on and stuff. Where you get that? Is, I don't know. It's just been random. You do often just yeah. disappear and then turn just up and disappear. Clothes. I love that. He does. Disappear and come along with five new random people. <laughs> these, these are amazing. I'm a bit of a like natural kleptomaniac yeah. and things like that myself. I've still got a really, really impressive uh, pirate's hat that I got from a, We went on the Stag Do in Bristol. This wasn't a festival, it was on the Sesh party and whatever. And weirdly enough, a group of lads I know were also on the Stag Do and we bumped into them and I. He was like, "You better wear my pirate hat," and I was like, "Clearly, <laughs> obviously, obviously, yeah." You know, like, and then I sort of, you know, took over the captain's role for the rest of the, you know, the occasion, and then I've still got that, you know, pride of place at home. It's safely kept and looked after. So, yeah. the accumulating so, random items of uh, clothing is is definitely part. Yeah, of it. yeah. I always call it wombling, like yeah. making good use of the things that, that you find. Oh, do yeah. that. Oh, you take it, man. You're 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 right? closer to the you're closer to the source material in any case, aren't you? Actually, from down there, I'm from miles away. Um, so have you had to boil it down to just like one tune that sort of I was going to say encapsulates, but you said I've said encapsulates now. Um, the sort of puts a nice big pigeonhole around outdoor noise and festival fever and summer sun and drinking and enjoying yourself with your friends. What's that one tune? That's a difficult one, right? And I thought I'd sort of uh, I was going to kind of be a bit clever about my answer here because I go to lots of drum and bass events. A lot of people assume that's all I listen to. But I listen to music generally, and I like dance music generally, and especially mm. house and techno. I'm just not as familiar with them as I am with certain areas of other music. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. 
Uh, for what I do is I'd use this to like give a little nod to my taste in house, and that's like from tech to sort of like you know the harder stuff and like the more underground, the deep, you know, the more soulful and just classic, whatever. Um, one tune that I've heard so many times in the outdoor setting, where uh -huh. people are hands in the air, the sun shining, just happiness. It's gonna be Kings of Tomorrow, finally. Oh, what a tune! Well, I'm glad you appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it's one that I definitely appreciate as well. Like, and in that setting, I can't think of anything better. Really. Like, saying, yeah, yeah, it's like... just that beautiful vocal and slush strings. It's, it, it's just, yeah, it's just perfection, really, in that sort of setting. I just love it when you look around and, like, instead of, I mean, I suppose the festival experience, I mean, it can be similar, but with a club, it's usually, obviously, far more sort of intimate, sweaty, low ceiling, you know, everyone's in it and on the, you know, on the vibe together, which is great. Whereas I always think with festivals, you get more people exposed to things they might not know about. Yeah. You know, as we were just saying. And then to see people react in unison, everyone's on that sort of togetherness vibe. It's something very wholesome about being, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, listening to really loud music, it's getting dark. You know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think, you know, when I, the amount of times I've heard that tune being sung by hundreds by, if not yeah, thousands by, of people together, it's, yes. it's a very powerful thing, so. Sweet. Do you want to introduce it for the listeners and we'll play it? This is finally by Kings of Tomorrow. Make a 
Sorry about that. Randomly press record and a child screams out in the ether. Um, well, it is biker. Well, it is biker. You're very, very right. It could be worse. It could be a dog on a bit of rope. Um, let's move on to section five. Uh, section five is when we talk about shared discoveries. So, are there any artists out there that you think don't either get enough airtime or yeah. maybe don't get enough love? And you'd like everyone to know a little bit more about them and listen to one of the tunes, maybe? Yeah, I would say there's, there's two in particular. that I've, I've used my wild card here, by the way, gents. There we go. You've got it. You've got them. I've got the mouth organ in in the room now as well. It's got batteries in this time. So um, this is the point where he's played his two and a one. So we're going to get a double dose of... Maybe some underappreciated drum and bass. Yeah, well, I'm looking at it from a point of view. Like, when I looked at this list and I was like, I love doing these questions. They're great. I'm obviously quite well involved and known for my my part in drum and bass. And I was like, I don't just want to go drum and bass, drum and yeah, bass. Yeah. But obviously, it's a big That would be the easy my... option. Yeah, it, it would just be. be. I could just, you know, so I thought I'd try and vary it in that. But there's a producer, well, a couple of producers that I really rate, really respect. And I just think... I mean, they certainly get a lot of attention and all for the right reasons. But if, if I can help and sort of show a bit of shine a bit of light on them and, and draw some more attention to my wood. So the first is a, a guy called Filth. Um, he's a producer I've worked with, I've promoted before in the past. And he's just, I don't know, he just, he always captures a ma- you know, some sort of magic for me. Like he's got the dance or energy, but he's got the musical context as well. And there's like mm-hmm. sort of always a sort of an atmospheric sentiment in the background. You know, he doesn't just make an out and out banger. He makes things that do bang, but they'll have something in them as well that you sort of, it's a bit more, you know, for your mind too, and like I interviewed him myself a few years ago. Top bloke is on the ball, and I just think that he's got that thing that could really go to that next level. Yeah. And then the reason I thought I'd use the, the, the you know, the, the wild card, the double whammy sort of thing, is I was watching a video of him playing back to back with Kyrus the other day. She's a female producer and DJ. They're both heavily involved in dispatch recordings, which is a label I'm very fond of. Um, and I thought they're wicked. I think their energy between them is superb. Like their style complements each mm-hmm. other very nicely. Um, her particularly, I think her music's got an intricacy to it that I haven't heard often before, and it really, it really, you know, it does things for me. I, you know, I really like it. So I've chosen a couple of tunes I think that sort of uh, exemplify what they do and uh, give you a good taste of the other stuff you might expect from them. Yeah, that sound. I, I, I see. I see no better reason to play a bit of tunes then. So uh, do you want to? Uh, we'll we'll do a back to back to back to back. Um, right. We'll slam these tunes one after another. Do you want to do a double intro? So well, first off, we've got the first is going to be filth, and that's going to be numbers featuring singing fats. Boom. And the second is Kyrist Dominion. There we go. Um, let's get a bit of back to back drum and bass share discovery moment. Pop pop. One. Passing to to cheat. 
crabs and squirrels, children of all ages. It's time to once again be tuned in to the most complicated segment on the whole of the internet. It is... Adi versus Gav. Oh, it's still a work in progress. It's, it's still, a, uh, it's uh, still uh, rubbish. You went for three crabs. Like, one day you'll nail it and we'll uh, just use that recording for the rest of the record. That would be yeah. better. But yeah, 
Um, this is our new, it's not brand new anymore, but it's no. our, our latest little bit of uh, interaction with our audience. Um, Addy vs Gav uh, appears on Facebook. Um, last time out, we decided to work out who was the best track. From Ray Wax. By Lime Wax, uh, in accordance to friend of the podcast, Alex Koo. And uh, it turns out that neither of us actually know we're mate. And we'll pick, the, we'll pick the completely wrong mix. Wrong mix, my wrong fault. Mix. Uh, both, uh, but, yeah, so... Sorry, kill um, you sexy Asian. Yeah, so um, basically we've both forfeited on that one. Um, we'll get a point each, though. We'll get a point each. So it's 4-1 at the minute. I'll finally get a point. And he's trailing off ahead. He's a hat-rig ahead. Um, I'm still a hat-rig hero. Well, he is. He's still a hat-rig ahead. Um, uh, we've had loads of suggestions appearing. Um, guys, sometimes the ones that you put in are really hard for, <laughs> for us to work with. So what we've done, um, we've picked the one that we thought was like best worded so people get a better idea of what we're looking for. Um, this time out, it's tracks with animal samples, um, which is dead easy to work out. So uh, I'm sure you went first last time. So Yeah, yeah, that's all, it's all, all on you. There we go. So... Um, when I was trying to think of a track with a nice animal sounding, uh, I remembered a local lad who's a very good guy. He's a very ginger guy. Um, he looks like Paul Scholes. He does look a bit like Paul Scholes. Did he shit himself once at the Coopridge? Apparently so, and he left the toilet. He left his scregs in the cistern of the toilet so that every time the toilet was flushed afterwards, there was a little bit of chop chop inside. And every time I went and showed people that that, that chop chop's pants right there. Yeah, and they're still there. I'd like to think ghost, that still the there. ghost of Chop's pants haunting the Cooperage <laughs> still to this day. But um, a while ago, Chop made a tune uh, which was like a remix of Limb by Limb, but with oh, other bits and pieces. With a lot more dolphins. Yeah, with a lot more dolphin noises in. The tune was called Fin by Fin. Fin by Fin. Um, it's an absolute belter, crazy break call by a, by a lad who's a local lad. So that's the one that I've picked, and that obviously has the aminal adolphin in it. Addy, that's a hard, it's for? a hard one to beat that, Gav. Not, I'd like to think so. It's by a ginger. I don't know if this guy's ginger. I'm guessing not because he's Italian. But I'm going to go with some uh, classic Eurodance, but a Gabba mix of Eurodance. Oh. The classic that is Ramirez El Galinero. <laughs> and that is because, uh, obviously, chickens are the sexiest animal. Yeah, well, there we go. So... Uh, do you want to vote for Addy's Chicken? Do you want to vote for Gav's Dolphin? Uh, you'll be able to click in the comment section. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash on the rave. Uh, you can Smash out those there. votes. Yeah, just bang a vote and then in the comments pick another sort of subject. 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 That we can have actually pick music to because that's the whole point of it. That's the point of picking a song is uh, picking one that's easy to pick. With, uh, you know, we we're asked to try and describe the best album covers and stuff like that. This yeah, time. It, it doesn't quite work, does it? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, but in any case, uh, the tune you're going to hear now is the winner from last time's out. By default, um, we're going to play the actual mix, which you should have picked, which is the original mix of Limewax's tune, Agent Orange. I was waiting on Addy saying it. He's just sitting there with a the blank fake. As if I'm just going, uh, all, all that's going on in my head is... <laughs> which it has been for the last hour or so yeah that's it just in the background it's got a catchy line hasn't it, it so has. um, this is being blasted out for you on the On The Wave podcast for Addy vs Gav it's been stuck in your head for months
Beyond the Rift podcast is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download mm-hmm. and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave you can find us on Twitter at on the rave you can find us on YouTube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on Instagram. That's my favourite one then. Where you can find us on the rave with Addy and Gav where you can see pictures of what Addy's been doing during the week. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase and scream at Dom's on the rave and she will give you 10% off all, all of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh. Oh, Ladies good. and gentlemen, it's coming to the point in the On The Wave podcast where I ask my companion over here, the almanac of dance music, the habitual line stepper, Mr... I'm definitely a habitual line stepper. Or habitual line stealer. Um, uh, we're, the, we're in the field playing, whose line is it anyway? <laughs> oh, oh, plans and plans and plans and things. But this is the point where I ask Mr. UEP to set the scene. Right, you just get past the bouncers. You put a fiver on the desk, you're in the club, just browsing, bar, you hit the dance floor and you're just making your way at the front and the DJ just plays fucking the ultimate tune for you. Are you just hands in the air or you just screw facing down? Well, I mean, I literally was with you in spirit then when you explained that, uh, you know, scenario and obviously I've done it an awful lot of times in my life and I love doing that. You know, that energy, you get to the club, you see the crowd. You can sort of hear the rumble through the wall if the sound system's good enough. And you yeah, start, yeah. You know, it's starting to... Yeah, I love that. It's amazing. Arse is twitching because you're in the crowd and you've already double-dropped and you're just like... Well, you know. <laughs> you know that's me and yourself. That's me and any But um, there's a tune that always stands out for me that just, uh, is, you know, it's just a perfect example of, of that moment. And um, it's from a party that we did a couple of years ago that was very dear to me. Like, it's one of our Resonate events. It was our first um, birthday party and I put Randall to come and play. Big beast Randall can be like. Yeah, I've got an awful lot of respect for him, and obviously with good reason. He's a wicked DJ. He knows yeah. his music. Nice guy. He's helped me out an awful lot as well. So respect to him. Yeah, he's um, a prima selector, Randall. Like. Yeah, man. He just you know he's just the damage he does with his selection. You know, it's those, it's those tunes he just maybe wouldn't have expected completely destroy a dance floor, and he just come in from nowhere, and you're like, oh, actually, yeah, you know, like yes, yeah, it really works. Yeah, more yeah. than you could ever have imagined, because he might not have heard it, and obviously he digs deep in his selection and stuff like that. So. It was a real honour to book him. It was it was ridiculous. You know that that sort of excitement when you press publish on a new flyer and it goes out to the internet for yeah. the first time and everyone starts reacting and you're like that just that buzz, yeah, mate. It's that coup, the, isn't it? the you personal know, coup. You know at the end of uh, Solitaire when you put the last card down and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like that. It was like everyone was like round. I was like, I know, I know. The I know, back yeah. of the card starts bouncing around your Microsoft screen. Do you know what I mean? Standing in the bank and you're like explaining to the cashier, you're like, yeah, so this is a payment for Randall the DJ, and she's like, who? And you're like. Do you know what I mean? It, it's, yeah. it's all of them. And anyway, he came to uh, <laughs> came to play our first birthday party, and obviously the anticipation in the room was, you know, tangible. Everyone was seriously up for it. It was packed. It's playing for blood, and you know, everyone was like, "Randall's here. It's going to go off." And he literally started his set with this tune. It's called "Bring War," which obviously was very apt. Yeah. It's by MC Copper, who obviously does vocals and stuff, but obviously produces music too. And it just literally, it just completely wipe the place out <laughs> I mean it like absolutely wipe the place out there's someone in the there's a video on the internet and I've watched it so many times it just makes you happy straight away do you know what I mean and you can hear someone in the background screaming like they're in a mental asylum like I'm not joking Scream- screaming like they're, in the midst- shit. Yeah. like they're in the midst of Beatlemania screaming mate worse <laughs> do you know what I mean like worse yeah because it was mate, a grown man yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> 
and it went off and then it, it got reloaded and it went off again and like that that party for us and you know it's just it certificated what we were trying to do it galvanized everything and and, and everything's gone pretty silly since you know so yeah. that tune for me that you know it's just a perfect example of a hand in the air everyone losing their shit screw facing you know yeah it's a bit in of the moment isn't it? yeah in the moment like, like you can just imagine like a bunch of people at the front screw facing doing this or calling for the rewind and other people at the back arms in the air cuddling the buddy everyone right. yeah. and that is exactly you know those moments are why i promote events yeah yeah sweet i see no better reason to whack the tune on than uh, yeah so this is by copa and the tune is called bring more Fighting for survival, hard to be in a tribal. Why that they bring in? Why that they bring in? Fighting for survival, hard to be in a tribal. Why that they bring in? Why that they bring in? Fighting for survival, hard to be in a tribal. Why that they bring in? Why that they bring in?
there you have it. That is a bit of Cobra. That was Bring War. And yeah, I agree. That's a beast. I can understand how a crowd would just pop. Um, and if there is a video out there, if you send us the link to it, I'll whop it in the description. So if anyone wants to see that moment happen for real, you can check out the description and see the YouTube video of it there. So you, no, can, feel like, yeah. you can feel like you were there. Um, that was section six. We're now moving on to section seven, which is the part of the podcast where we ask if you want to dedicate a tune to someone. Um, DJs are often asked to play certain tunes for certain people, but we're turning it on its head and we're letting the actual DJ play a tune for who they want to play a tune for. So, short and sweet. Short uh, and sweet. Would you like to dedicate a tune? Uh, who would you like to dedicate it to and what reason for? I absolutely would. And I'm going to dedicate a tune to my, my two sons, Leon nice. and Charlie. Nice. Um, the tune I'm going to dedicate to them is uh, Buffalo Soldier by Bob Marley. reason for that is, obviously, I've been trying to sort of include them in my musical endeavours since birth. And that might be master they too old enough, you know, too young to actually hear things. But I was always playing the music and whatnot. But from driving about in the car and whatnot, that's the first song that they started to recognise the lyrics to. Uh -huh. And they'd ask to hear it. You know, so they'd be like, you know, they couldn't really sing it properly, but just the fact it says Buffalo Soldier, you know, like, you know. So, yeah, they, they, they love that, and it always reminds me of them. So I'm going to dedicate it to them. Yeah, sweet. Do you know what? I, I see no better reason to play a tune than that sort of thing. Like, it's, it's, it's lush, isn't it? Yeah, like, I think you're the third person to dedicate a song to the kids, um, which is nice, you know what I mean? I don't have kids to dedicate songs to, but... They're my inspiration. Oh, well, there you go. And Even hopefully, as I listen to this years on, and ignoring the rude bits that we're talking about, and you're <laughs> yeah. just feeling this moment, the moment that your dad dedicated a tune to you. And so, you'll not be listening to it on YouTube, because we'll have already been thrown off yeah. Sunday on Friday morning. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, would you like to introduce the tune, and then we will play some Robert Marley. Indeed, this is out to Leon and Charlie, uh, it's Buffalo Soldier. Buffalo Soldier,
Anyway, and there you have it. That was a bit of Buffalo Soldier. And if that did not invoke memories of Randy Marsh in South Park with his nuts in a wheelbarrow going down the street singing Buffalo Soldier. It's just, yeah, it's just a moment. Like, uh, I love that tune. It's a lovely reason to play a tune for Thank the bands and that. So, sporty dog. Uh, we'll stroll in section eight of the podcast, which is the bone of contention that is... <coughs> Guilty pleasures. So... Do you agree with Guilty Pleasures? Do you have Guilty Pleasures? Where, where do you stand on Guilty Pleasures before you start telling us about the specific one you've picked? Uh, well, when I like music, I tend to like it and not give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Good man. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, but I apply that attitude to anything in life. You know when someone's like, oh, I don't like them. I'm like, well, you've had your own experience with them. Yeah. I'll wait and see how mine pans out before I come to a conclusion. Do you know what I mean? So it's the same with music. I mean, I would yeah. say there are things I would avoid yeah you know, like i'm not going to pretend i'm you know open to literally every i don't tend to like angry music and stuff but generally speaking i think you know respect people's choices let them let them be you someone likes something how does it affect you do you know yeah. what I mean? it's like me coming up to you saying my bike's better than yours why does it matter if i like my bike yeah. and you like yours you can go it's and all ride. good you know it? it's sweet so i'd say in that respect but i mean in terms of the reason i'd answer the question i'm going to Sorry, the way I'm going to answer this question is I think a lot of people would associate my taste with just dance music heavily with drum and bass because obviously that's all I ever put on the internet and my involvement in that. But I'm very fortunate, like, I've got a, a very, you know, interesting, lively bunch of friends, and between us, we have lots of different tastes. And it's been great for me, you know, like, it's really influenced, influenced my taste and exposures to different music I hadn't heard before. And when we get together, like it's just open format like yeah. someone will be on the decks playing whatever it could be house and techno it could be like dub it could be reggae it could be ska it could be punk do you know what i mean yeah. drum and bass and and it's usually within the parameters of goodness do you know what i mean yeah so i like the other thing i like having a good time i like to have a laugh and i like party music and you know you can be quite intense when your business is a certain kind of music and you spend all your time thinking about it and trying to find yeah, when your business is rave it's difficult to like do anything but rave like sort of what we what we call the podcast on the rave and on the rave to us is just going out and having fun that's yeah. on the rave it's not necessarily rave, rave music. the amount of yeah. people that i've asked on there to say but i don't play rave music it's like but you're a dj it's all rave music it's all yeah it's raving you know when you yeah. say, oh, i'm a yeah. raver what does that actually mean well, that's it. Like, and we've had the lead singer of a metal band on. We've had hip hop heads on. We've had a bit of everything, and everyone's got more about the journey background. than what I It's what the more about the thing. journey yeah, than the destination, that's isn't it? The that's the one. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the reason I've chosen this tune is one, it reminds me of someone very special in my life right now. Um, but it also, it's, a, it's synonymous with a lot of cool people I know, and we all party together and have a great time. They all know who I'm talking about. Like we've got a really good group amongst us. We all work together, party together. Yeah. Um, and it's a tune that every time, whenever you hear it, wherever you are, it always hits that, that sort of special note. And it's um, Ain't No Body by Shaka Khan. Ah, uh, Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I love a bit of Shaka Khan. And we were talking earlier about Sandy. Now, Sandy, uh, this is the person who tweeted him. No, no, we it was... Uh, no shit, really? The, the DJ, Frank the Glove. A DJ. Ah. So he was... Um, that's weird how that's looped back in yeah, there, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah, full banner. I've got massive respect. Sandy knows shot. everybody in the world. Yeah, yeah. I've got massive respect for Shaq. Yeah. Yeah. He is a musical gangster, he isn't is, he? Yeah, like, yeah. He's like the, he's like the fucking Pied Piper of Newcastle. He is like <laughs> definitely. No, and Shaka Khan's one of those ones that like went away, came back, was still as good. Mm. Um, 
even <laughs> more recently, as I say recently, it's probably 10 years old, she did a tune with Dilla Soul. Right. Um, and it's absolutely awesome. And it's like two people you wouldn't put in a studio at the same time. Yeah. You maybe wouldn't have Della Soul on one side and Shadow. That's Khan usually on the, the best other. result, so isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. the least likely combinations usually come up with the most original material. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, there you go. Um, so, I see no reason to play some Shadow Khan. I, I don't think I would class Shadow Khan as a guilty pleasure personally, but I can understand what you're More saying. More the party movement vibe. Yeah. So I think, you know, like, music should be fun. Yeah. Enjoying each other's company. This, do you yeah. know what I mean? And, like, that's the sort of tune you can play in any mode, any mood, do you know what I mean? But, like, you always hear it in sort of disco, party, sort of just happiness, do you know what I mean? For me, like, that's what it's all about, bringing people together, enjoyment, and just, you know, embracing each other and loving music. Sweet. That's nice. cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's play some Shatter Khan. This is Ain't Nobody.
you've been a Shaka Khan. Hopefully that warmed everybody's cockles. That was a film available your body, which is an absolutely beast Glad of a tune. Glad you agree. Um, uh, let's stroll on and talk about goats. Um, so section nine is when we ask you for your opinion on who is the greatest of all time. People attack this from loads of different angles. Um, so I'm really interested to hear what it is Yours you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, goats, do you have... Do you have many? I don't know many goats. I mean, I like a goat curry. Um, Do you always have that? Once, I mean? once I was the only time I got offered vo uh, goat curry was once I like turned full veggie, so I never got to eat it. Oh, but mate. they just said that it was tough and stringy. Tough and stringy. Oh, I like tough and stringy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the missus didn't hear that. No, no, sorry, sorry. sorry. You know, um, no, beep. <laughs> well, actually, I do know a bit about goats, and I've got about seventy-five million. I've got a whole herd of goats. Hey. <laughs> oh, he's a wordsmith. The well, so they say. The trouble is, right? There were so many different tunes, obviously, that I could choose for so yeah. many different reasons, and I was just like, right, one I've got to give a shout to because I'm not using it when I was going to. That's going to be Al Green. Oh. Let's stay together. Yeah. I love that tune. Yeah. I'll always love that tune. I only yeah. need to hear that first little glimpse of it, and instantly I'm just caught. Cool. And you know, I know it, uh, that applies to so many other people, but because of the tune I am using as my own, I'm not going to use that one. That's fine. Uh, but that, that tune, that Al Green tune, just warms you to the cockles of your soul, doesn't it? Beautiful. The, it hits and it's like, ah. Uh, it's, just, it's just a massive dose and good helping, you know, a good sized portion of love and like, you know, good energy, isn't it? As soon it's as a big hail and pace of love, isn't it? Man? Yeah, yeah. But um, what I decided to do instead was, I was like, look, you know, I absolutely love drum and bass and I've dedicated the vast majority of my spare time what's left of my hearing, you know, like, <laughs> whatever, to it, whenever I can, you know, and it's, it's my thing, it's caught me, it's changed my life, and it's blessed me with many incredible opportunities and people and situations and places, whatever. So I was like, I'm going to honour that by choosing one of the tunes that stands out for me, and it's always stood the test of time, and hopefully it will forever. Um, it's, it's comics, Satellite Type 2. Yep. It's just a filthy roller. It's a beast of a tacky roller, isn't it? Whopper, isn't it? It just. But um, he has spuds here, tacky rollers. I can, Sorry, I can see him gurning and doing this. Mate, so. <laughs> we did the first Resonate up in Newcastle recently, and Dan plus eight, he played it, and I was just like, mate, at least someone is, because I couldn't, I wasn't playing until later yeah. on or whatever, and it's just, it's one of those tunes, it's just like, wherever, you know, you can hear it coming into the mix, or how, you know, it's always interesting to see what people do with it, because yeah. it has such an effect if you get it right, and it's it's great on its own, but it can be doubled up, and it's yeah. just... Yeah, Dan, Dan's an absolute beast, he's an amazing DJ, he's a really good guy, outstanding cinematographer. Mate, he's creative force, well. full stop. He's yeah, just and Dan, love you've, you've got the list, mate, so just send it back, really enjoyable. Yeah, send the, send the list back, come and sit and talk with her. We, we want to hear what drums and basses you want to play. It's For me, it's just, you know, and you hear it rolling out, like, and it's not just because it's got dance floor impact, like the musicality of it too. Like I always, you know, I, I'm not a producer. I've sat in a studio and I, I can construct stuff and work with, with people. Mm -hmm. But whenever I listen to that, I'm always trying to work it out in my head, like what sounds doing what, and it always has it always has that effect on me. Do you know what I mean? It, it's not just like oh, it's in the background. Like I actively listen to it and ingest yeah. it. I still haven't got the measure of it because there's a few little bits in it and I'm just like, yeah, that, that, for me that's genius. It works on the dance floor but it's also musical and it just it just covers so many different areas of my taste and drum and bass in one tune. I think it's part of the magic of music when you can't fully piece it back together yeah. Yeah. because 
it's that little element of mystery and intrigue and enigma that like brings you back into mm. the music because it's it's like those ones where you listen to a tune over and over and over again and every time you hear something just little that changes each time and it's like damn I never realised it had like that second bass line going underneath it or Jesus I didn't realise that second drop was so filthy totally. like and it's just it's part of the joy of music is like re-listening and rediscovering and like hearing it from a different POV maybe mm. it's just one of, I'll tell you what it's one of those tunes that never leaves my box I don't carry a record box anymore but I've always got it it's always there and you know you, you, you know, you're in the mix and you think oh yeah and it always does the damage so I'm like that's my choice that's a go right there right sweet let's um, get just thick of it yeah yeah so um, this is comics satellite type 2 <laughs>
some techie techie rollers for you all of the drums you're welcome spud yeah who play rocks yeah <laughs> paul's got taste man he knows me and him have got a level and nicky as well like you know, we nicky's oh, nicky's one of the ones who i've got that one that's what yeah. we're waiting on um, waiting on you as soon as you've got five minutes you should do them together well spud's already been on oh is he oh sorry yeah. oh, spud was one of the first like super requested ones wasn't yeah. it? people were like do spud funny yeah. enough apart from jason but like nicky and and paul i call him but obviously spud are like they were the, the first two people I met. Uh, well, Jason as well, but the first two people I met when I moved to Newcastle. Yeah, and they've been a great hand. Yeah, Spud loves it like. Oh, mate, it. yeah, and their motion sickness thing, which I think is a great brand. I love that name. Is the most similar, I'd say, to what I do. With yeah, yeah, they're a little bit harder. Like they go a little bit more smash your face in drum and bass than I tend to, but they're very similar. And you know, I've got a lot of support for them. Yeah, really nice yeah. Uh, motion sickness did that big party uh, the when turbulence they got the turbulence thing, yeah. people Mate, on. The and vibe at that party. Oh, it was awesome. And do you know what it is? It was just seeing Uncle Forbes. Like, uh, I yeah. hadn't seen Phobia smash a set for absolutely so long. And he's one of the granddaddies of drum and bass in Newcastle. And just, it was lush seeing him up there. And not only that, just the mix of people that were there. Because you had all the old heads who were Mate, standing uh, a little bit further back. generational, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That was the first big one I was at since moving up here and I said to them after so I wrote a post on the internet I said you should take a bow it's a vibes like that no. a rare thing do you know what I mean no, yeah. it was an awesome it was an awesome party like it really really was let's stroll in to 
Section 10. Yeah, we've made it through another podcast. Um, we've wired it down to the one last question. So first, we'll say thank you for coming in. And Cheers, Ash. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, Absolute pleasure. And for adhering to our technical issues we had last week. Yeah, put up with that yeah. for two hours or something. Just online-related shit from Skype and... And dis- Discord, Discord yeah. OB- uh, OBS, the recording system you use for like streaming live, and yeah, it was a nightmare. But he gladly came back in to actually Mate, sit, course, and, man. sit and have a bit of crap with face to face. So uh, the last section of the podcast is when we talk about personal anthems. Um, I'd imagine as a drum and bass DJ, you were probably tempted to play some drum and bass. Totally. Um, uh, but you've went a different angle. Do you want to tell everyone a little bit about your personal anthem? Well, there's a drum and bass tune I definitely, definitely would have chosen. And that would be moving, fu- uh, moving fusion turbulence. Excuse my stutter. Where the the from turbulence came from? Yeah, totally. And if it wasn't for that tune, I'm not saying I wouldn't have enjoyed drum and bass as long, you know, and continue to. But if it wasn't for that tune, my life would not be what it is today. Yeah, there is no question of that. Like yeah. I, lo- I love drum and bass, like Bad Company, the Nine, things like that. Were, oh, the Nine. That was one of my major, you know, like influences. Obviously, as a young, I liked it and I heard it in tapes and everything. But when I started finding the names of tunes and following that path and but Turbulence was a game changer. I was like, and, you know, for a very long time. I probably wouldn't dishonour it by playing it too often now, but like, you know, it was a game changer for me and that would be the one I'd choose, but I'm not going to because obviously I've put quite a lot of drum and bass in throughout so far. The tune I love probably more than any other is uh, it's by a guy called Kenny Burke and it's like an old soul tune and it's called Rising to the Top. <clears throat> and I spend a lot of my time working on ideas that other people tell me are definitely not going to happen. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And fortunately, I've proven them wrong and myself right on a number of occasions. So, like, if you listen to the lyrics, and it's all about progression and bettering yourself and building yourself up and believing in yourself. And apart from that, it's a beautiful piece of music anyway. Mm. And a, re- a really good friend of mine, he's been inspiring and, a, a, you know, great support over the years. We, he used to have some pretty ridiculous parties at his place. And he used to have a place that had an asylum, like an old Victorian asylum built onto it, right? It was called uh, Isolation Hospital, that's what it's called, but it was an asylum. And he used it for like sound and light storage and the occasional ridiculous party. Nice. And everyone would turn up, you're not allowed on the decks without a hat on. You can imagine the sort of shit that goes on out somewhere like that. Yeah. I won't go into detail, but, <laughs> you, you know, people would turn up, you know, equipped and, you know, ready to ready to rumble and I'd play all sorts of music and it, just everyone would be throwing whatever they liked on and it'd go on for a yeah. few days and whatever. And Danny's name is, he just jumped on, wearing a ridiculous Hawaiian shirt, started playing what he co- what he calls, not me, but he calls, co- I'm not going to say this, a certain kind of garden music. Right. And he was playing, you know, like particular tunes and he just dropped that. And you know, like when everyone stops, everyone's, it's just, what is this? And it was the first time I'd ever heard it. And then, um, yeah, I've, I've always loved it ever since. And if, you know, if you're in a bit of a slump, or if you're feeling like shit, or it's sunny, or whatever, just put a tune on and it's just like... Some bloke crooning through just the obvious truth that everyone really needs to adhere to. Do you know what I mean? I just think yeah. making nice making everything a little bit, bit better. better yeah. yeah, exactly. I yeah. know you can't see it because this is an audio podcast and not a visual one. But the whole time Ash has been talking about that song, he's smiling like the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> and it's when music has that effect on people, and you can hear like it coming out of them. It just really, it just really gets you going, doesn't it? Like, well, I've absolutely loved sitting here chatting to you guys and revisiting memories, is, you know, like for music and you know, yeah. like it's night because you know we're all caught up in our day to day and busy and you know, you, 
Sometimes memory lane gets neglected, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? And it's nice yeah, to... Yeah, you, you, you really can't beat a bit of nostalgia like to no. put that smile back on your face after a long day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only people who need to stop it's the WWE. Fuck yeah. off, Goldberg. Had yeah, yeah that's Goldberg. Man. Bill yeah, Goldberg's too like he dropped he dropped the Undertaker on his head and I'm pretty uh, sure at SummerSlam this weekend he's going to do the same with Dolph Ziggler. I'm gonna, um, I think they're going to turn up probably next time on like you know what those things called Zimmer friends. That's yeah. it. <laughs> what yeah, but, like, and someone tries to do a running in on an electric wheelchair. Do you know what I mean? And park it outside, get a stair lift in. That's it. I mean, has a hernia. Yeah, like, no, yeah. the belt over him whilst they're dead on the You floor. just try stopping Ric Flair, putting one of his massive robes on, and still doing it in his nineties. Listen, you can't do Ric Flair. Anyone who can woo like that man, I think you should try it. Actually. I'm not. I'll, really, I'll be, woo! Addy spent the last that was two. Good. Addy spent two last years. Year, last year, Lindisfarne. I, I was dressed as Ric Flair for the for two I'm years. I'm so gutted I didn't bump into him. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a good chance that the the robe will be up again. <laughs> yeah, he walks forward and then falls flat on his face. I'll do that. Like, yeah, yeah I love cool. that Triple H still does that these days yeah. it's like well, I tend to do that when I'm on the sesh not when I'm pretending <laughs> to be Ric Flair well yeah. I was doing both so sesh and Flair it's generally what happens when I, when I finally get <laughs> right. it's generally what happens when I get back home I take two steps into the house and then just yeah exactly back, I thought that's what he was talking about to be honest, yeah. I thought that was what he was aiming at is that what he was aiming at mm. um, so yeah it's been lush sitting down and having a big crack with you and it's really apparent how much you're into the music that you're talking about, and that's a lovely trait to have in a bloke. Um, Thank you. You're a very well-spoken bloke as well, and nice. my, one of my sayings in all of life is I love words me, um, which isn't, the most, which earlier, isn't one of the most elo eloquent ways of putting it. I won't get tattooed down that arm. Mate, words, people, under, sorry, people underestimate the power of words. Like if Everything you say is coding your environment. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're concise and efficient with what you say and don't waste anything, things happen much quicker. Yeah. So you know when someone's boring you to tears and you're like, just get to the point, get to the point. Yeah. You've only got so much time. I'm like, yes, I know what you're talking about. Right, cool, we can yeah. do that. You know, I just, you just want to like, smack them like a glass tomato sauce bottle. Yeah, just turn up. Get it out. Get it out. What are you talking about? <laughs> Drag it out of you. Or the people who think in the, the M for too long at the same M. Like, there's only, one you know I mean? there's only one type of person who's worse than that, and that's the person who you can see is already working out what they're going to say at your next in a conversation, and yeah, they're not I'll actually stop, listening to I'll what you're saying. stop those saying. conversations, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. listen, pay attention, and if you are, I am, and if you're not, yeah. I am going to, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, see later, this is a conversation, it's not a monologue, darling. Well, before we just chat it in, I just wanted to say, like, thanks to you guys. I've truly, really enjoyed this process. It's been really cool meeting you. Like, it's nice, as I say, revisiting those memories. But I want to say thank you to everyone I've met in Newcastle, generally, as well. Men? Well, I love bunch. this place. Like the music scene up here is just tangible. Do you know what I mean, everyone yeah. wants to party, and like I've come from a place where, you know, we've had to like push through lots of people who might not want us to succeed to the extent we have, and you know, it's not a, it's not a vibrant cultural place. You know, it's just it's got a few clubs and bits and pieces. Mm. We've created something that's growing, so I'm used to like pushing and pushing and you know like risking it all and whatever, and it's yeah, been yeah. stressful. Whereas up here, I've like had a bit of a breather. And everyone's now like, come on, parties, parties, parties. And I'm like, whoa, okay, like, cool. I can get it's easy to fall into that party group. Party Mate, everyone just wants music. Yeah. And all, yeah. There's so many different places that are like doing so many different things. And it's been great. I love it. And I just want to say thanks to everyone I've met so far. That's I really me. appreciate it. And you've really made me feel welcome up here. And, and you know, endless gratitude for that. Sweet. So what we'll do, um, one last quick reminder for anybody who can come along to Lindisfarne. Where can they find you? What are you doing? And then introduce this song to Claus World. Boom. Well, massive shout out to Sandy for obviously hooking us up with it. Linda's fans looking amazing. Yeah, much oh, for blaps. We're going to be playing filthy, rolling, disgusting underground drum and bass until the early hours. And it's going to be me, Goldie. I mean, it's amazing, ridiculous even saying that. Yeah. 
Hidden Agenda, Ames, uh, Ragged Twins are doing something very special, they've told me. And then uh, I think Sandy's actually going to play first as well. And I think he said there's some live bands on in that, in that tent. But having been last year, the setting is just phenomenal. It's a beautiful part of the country. And it's just, it's like nothing else I've experienced on the festival circuit. So I yeah. can't wait to be there. I, can't, I hope you're all there too. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So anyone who wants to come along to Lindisfarne, you can still buy tickets. There is a link in the description to get there and to buy tickets come along come and have some fun it's an adult only festival so you don't have to worry about your attitude and your performance pick your glasses up after yourself but yeah. you know what I mean don't leave loads of, loads of shit lying around come see we might even do a live podcast from the field we're, we're, we're discussing we're still in discussions we're still about doing things oh, I think that's a great idea yeah, yeah. this yeah. is what this is what we're tempted with doing and of course you can catch us front right we've already told you we're going to be front right for Slipmat we're going to be front right when Ash is playing Thank and you. we're going to be front right for Dream Frequency so you can come and find us and come and get on the rave with Addy and Gav as the name of the podcast suggests. Does what it says on the tip. It does. It's proper run sealing out of that. Um, but for the personal anthems moment, we'll leave it to Ash from Resonate to introduce it himself. This is the last song that's being played out on the podcast. Your personal anthem is? Nice one, guys. It's Kenny Burke's Rising to the Top. <laughs>
is available absolutely everywhere mm-hmm. to download and you can get in touch with us on social media you can find us on facebook yep. facebook.com forward slash on the rave on you can find rave. us on twitter at on the rave you can find us on youtube youtube.com forward slash on the rave we are on instagram that's my favorite one then where you can find us on the rave with addy and gav where you can see pictures of what addy's been doing during the week shenanigans shenanigans uh, we are powered by Podbean and fueled by Basement Snacks. Don't forget that you can go into Ridley Place, wander down that spiral staircase, and scream at Dom's on the roof, and she will give you ten percent of all oh, of your cookies oh, and oh, snacks. Oh, oh, oh it's good. Oh, it's good. Way there oh. you have it. Way there you have it. Wasn't that a wonderful conversation? So, there's a little chat. Yeah. Well, all nice sorts of music on there, guys. We'll have a bit of Bob Marley, a bit of soul, some Al Green. Some Techie Rollers. Yeah, it's nice. Board. Nice to play a little bit of uh, everything for everyone. And of course, Flat Eric, which is my prediction for the tune that's going to get pulled on YouTube quickest. Oh, definitely. No, Al Green. You think Al Green? Aye. I reckon it'll be that little yellow fluffy bastard. Oh. I reckon it'll be him. I reckon he's the one that'll end with. Getting get, get refused from fucking YouTube again. Um, but hey, we've got to the end of another podcast. Uh, and as I said, that was number two or three that we're going to be doing with Lindisfarne type people. It is. Um, next time out, we've got a local lad who's actually been requested a few times. Yeah, so yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Richie Elliott. Yeah, Richie Elliott, Mr. Earl Grey. Um, uh, and uh, we've had loads of people asked to get him on. So, so it's well, good. here it is. Yeah, we've managed well, to... Well, here it is. Not, not next here it time is. it is. It'll come. It's all coming. Um... Oh, your face, neck, and chest. <laughs> but we've come to the end of another one of these podcasts, and we'll stick science. with tradition. Science. And we'll science. end it the way that Ali likes to end everything, science. which is with a bit of spouty scienceness. So, of all of the tunes on the whole of the Tinderwebs, with a bit of spicy science. Well, this scientific thing—it's a—it's a fucking clash of the champions. It's fucking—it's two big hitters. It's Canada's favourite dog walker, Knife and Chop. Oh. Where's your bear hat? Where's your Billy, bear Billy, hat? where's your bear hat? But another one of Canada's favourite songs, Venetian Snares on the remix. Ah, oh, the st- So it's Knife and Chop Milk, Venetian Snares remix, and this is an absolute banger. Yeah, it's a good, it's a nice way to end the show. Perfect um, science. Yeah, it has been wonderful. All of you stopping by and spending some time listening to a 
Um, thank you very, 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 very much from the bottom of mine and Addy's black rave-shaped heart uh, that we've been on the Rave Podcast. My name is Gav. I'm Buddy. And we are now officially off the Rave. I, uh, I bought some milk the other day because uh, I felt like it.
the Hi, uh, this is Mark Archer from Alternate. Hi, this is Ian from Dream Frequency. This is Slip Matt, and you're in turn to the On The Rave. On The Rave. On The Rave. Podcast. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. <laughs>